Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 767, January 10, 2022. We uh, reached a high of 52 degrees on this day in 2012, and it was 30 below on this day in 1886. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. If there's any doubt that a 26-year career police officer named Kimberly Potter is being made an example of, I have some stunning information. Now, granted, she's never made a mistake in her life until she made a terribly tragic mistake. Correct. Right. Yeah. She's not a threat to the public. Not whatsoever. She was uh, not allowed by Judge Regina Chu to go home for Christmas. That's right. Uh, this is was reported by Alpha News on Friday, January 7th, just this past Friday. I was alerted to this by emailer Paul. Judge Regina Chu declined to release Kim Potter while she awaits sentencing, despite arguments from Potter's attorneys that she poses no danger to the public whatsoever. A violent criminal with a lengthy juvenile delinquency history involving assault and weapons offenses was temporarily released from jail for a funeral by Hennepin County Judge Regina Chu, and he has not come back. Wow. You're kidding me. Let's blow this out of the water. Cheverio... Caverion Childs Dash Young. Oh, my God. Now 18, was released at 9.30 a.m. on January 3 to attend a family member's funeral. Let me stop. You want to bet that he ever even did that? Oh, yeah, good point. Judge Chu ordered him to report back to the Hennepin County Jail by 12.30 p.m. that same day. He never showed. Mm-hmm. Warrant issued in the amount of $40,000. Due to defendant failing to return to Hennepin County Jail after temporary release, Chu wrote in an order filed a few hours later. Childs Dash Young was charged on December 2nd with assaulting a police officer and illegal possession of a firearm. Mm-hmm. According to a criminal complaint, officers discovered a firearm in the floorboard of his vehicle and detected the owner of marijuana when they pulled him over November 30. Because of his criminal past, Childs Dash Young was prohibited from possessing firearms. So a Hennepin County Sheriff's deputy placed him under arrest, which is allegedly when Childs Dash Young attempted to escape from custody by throwing his body out of the squad forcefully. The deputy was able to push the defendant back into the squad, and defendant kicked at the deputy, striking him in the midsection. The deputy could not shut the squad door because defendant used his legs to forcefully hold the door open. Oh, I would have loved to try to close that door on his shins. The criminal complaint states, Childs Dash Young then told a female passenger to get him and grab him up, referring to the deputy, and encouraged you to discourage and encouraged her to disarm the officer, according to the complaint. During this struggle, a defendant grabbed the deputy's genital area and squeezed multiple times. Whoa. The deputy continued to struggle to control defendant until he's until he was able to call for emergency assistance, the complaint adds. Juvenile criminal history information is private, so the details of Childs Young's past are unknown. However, records from his adult life describe 
Charles Childs Dash Young as someone with a lengthy juvenile delinquency history involving assault and weapons offenses. In August, he was charged with another count of illegal possession of a firearm. The judge who released Childs Young back into the public is the same judge who presided over the trial of Kim Potter. Judge Regina Chu ordered Potter to be taken into custody and held without bail while she awaits sentencing after she was found guilty of manslaughter and the death of Dante Wright. Potter's attorneys argued that she shouldn't be incarcerated pending sentencing because she's not a danger to the public whatsoever. It is the Christmas holiday season, and she is a devoted Catholic no less, and there is no point to incarcerate her at this point, one of Potter's attorneys said. This is a rather unique case of someone who has law enforcement experience and was never in trouble in all her life. Chu disagreed, forcing Potter to spend Christmas in jail. Wow. I am going to require that she be taken into custody and held without bail, said Chu. I cannot treat this case differently than any other case. Well, you're a liar, Chu. You just treated it differently. You let this thug out, and you make her spend Christmas in jail. In if my... there, don't let there be any doubt that this, this police officer is being made an example of. They're not going to be happy until they completely ruin her life. Yes. And this Judge Chu, you know what you are, lady? You're an idiot. You're, you're an well, idiot. She, and let's put it this way. Regina Chu is a bigger threat to my safety Absolutely. than Kim Potter is. Absolutely. She is not with uh, hold she is not upholding the law is that the phrase? Right. She's upholding a leftist agenda. That's she was what appointed she's doing. She was appointed July 22nd, 2002 by Jesse Ventura. She was elected in 2004, 2010 and 2016 essentially unopposed. Uh, her past employment includes some private practice uh, She's on a various boards like the Asian Women United of Minnesota. Uh, what else can I tell you about her? She's Boy, the fourth judicial district judge for Hennepin County. Uh, she was elected to a full term in 04, reelected in 210 and 2016. She's a graduate of the University of Minnesota and a JD of the William Mitchell College of Law. She's 65 years old. Uh, uh, what else can I tell you about her? Joe, so this this uh, young man was released at what time? You said Friday, nine thirty. Nine thirty a.m. What's no, the not no, Friday, not on not Friday. Friday? That's when it was reported. Oh, he was released on, on January third. Okay, so last Monday, right. a week so ago. He's, right. he's been out doing crimes for a and, week. And Can now, he beat me to it? What do you think the over under is on on the number of crimes that this young man has already committed in one week's time? How many cars is he jacked? Exactly. How many people, well, and can Chu be sued? What if he kills somebody? Can Chu be sued? I don't know. Potter sits in jail knitting. She never was going to be a threat to the public, but you people have made it your cause to ruin her life because it plays well. Right, looks good. You and, morons. And, and Regina is... Chu, you are an idiot. Now I'm beginning to wonder, how many other thugs has she let out? That's a great point. Do we, and we, we need to start keeping scorecards of what these judges are allowing to, ha to happen in this town. Judges are typically immune from a lawsuit. You cannot sue judges for actions they took in their official capacity. What a moron this lady well is. She's working on a record that will get her appointed to the Minnesota Supreme Court, is what she's doing. Fight it. And she ran unopposed, yeah. like you said. Wouldn't it be great if there was a retired group of cops that would follow this? You know, they don't have much to do. They're, they're retired. They got their pension going. Follow these judges, do their homework, and say 
this is a bad judge. They're letting them out. This is a good judge. They're this piece was out. written for Al- Alpha News by <clears throat> Anthony Gakowski. He's the editor-in-chief of Alpha News. I find no reason to disbelieve anything he has written. He previously worked as an editor for the Minnesota Sun and Campus Reform. Uh, Here's something, Joe. Judges, therefore, must be accountable to legal and ethical standards in holding them accountable for their behavior. Judicial conduct review must be performed without invading the independence of judicial decision-making. So evidently... There is a review board. Well, she needs to have her, she needs to be kicked out. Somebody's got to run against her in the very least and beat her. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. You are seriously and inappropriately, I can use that word, punishing Kim Potter by making her spend Christmas in jail. But you let this idiot out, and he, surprise, surprise, he didn't come back. Yeah, when he comes back, I want to see the little funeral card of Papa or whoever he's got. Uh, Regina M. Chu, C-H-U. Uh, lady, you're just a disappointment. You're just a complete disappointment. In Why? addition to being a moron, apparently. Why do so many judges run unopposed? That's a great question. What is why is there such a lack of candidates? Is there something unsavory or does the position not pay enough? What is it? I don't know. That's a great question because there there has to be uh not conservative, common sense judges that would say uh this moron is a risk. Uh, that that should run. You know that there's lawyers out there, there's judges that could do that and would say, nope, we got a bad guy. He's not going to the funeral. It's such a travesty. It really is. It's just a travesty. To see what's going on. And it's not just here. It's all over the country that this is happening. You're ruining Kim Potter's life on purpose. And you let this thug out. For all you know, he's committed 10 crimes since January 3rd. What else has she done? That's what I'm worried about. Well, that's what I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Thank God for outfits like Alpha News. You're not going to read this in the Star Tribune. Nope. No. (laughs) She's a danger to the community. And by the way, um, the reason that we're not hearing from the likes of. The governor or either of the mayors on on subjects like this. They're saps. Well, they they have no idea how to correct this. They have no idea how to how to get crime down. They have no clue how to handle this. Come on, the governor's uh, arm in arm right now with the uh, Hennepin County Sheriff. What what do you think you're going to get out of him? Give me a break. <clears throat> I mean, with walls, it's basically. COVID, 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 COVID. Oh, they're then. all so crooked they can't stand up straight. Right. You know, you, you can reach a logical conclusion here. What Chu, Chu technically did by remandering Potter to jail was to consider her a danger to the community. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason to keep her locked up. Exactly. A run risk or danger to the community. She is not a risk to the community. She served the community for 26 years and never had a complaint against her until a fateful day of an accident. You people are despicable. She, You're she's despicable. Prom- she's promoting an agenda. That's, That's pretty all calculated. She's doing. 
She's, it's just, it's an agenda. And she didn't think this guy was a threat to the community? How many times has she done this, I wonder? This is the kind of thing you see crooked judges doing on The Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just so blatantly evil and wrong. But, Kenny, it's in the name of equity. And do you blame newspapers or not? Newspapers are, you know, fledgling. They don't have the reporters they used to. Do they even have a court reporter? No, the Strib has the, the manpower. The, uh, the Star Tribune has the manpower. The Pioneer Press does not. I just read a fascinating piece on the the men who are ruining the newspaper business. It's basically a guy named Randall Smith, who is the head of something called Alden Capital, which is a vulture hedge fund. They're now the largest newspaper owners in the country, and they don't care and they're destroying the newspaper. They don't care about anything except profit. And they're so the star, uh, you're all aware of the beautiful Chicago Tribune building on mm -hmm. Michigan Avenue. Yeah. Well, they own the Chicago Tribune, and now the Chicago Tribune's physical space is a, a, a part of a warehouse about a size of this office. You're kidding Same me. with the Pioneer Press. We all joke about, you moved. I didn't know that. And uh, we have a physical presence. I still don't know where it is, but it's small. It's meaningless. The, and, and here's what happens. As newspapers are in decline, it is easier and easier for the public class to hide their sins. There's nobody. To, there's no checks right. and balances. Do you think Melvin Carter could have got away with hiring 23 people for his so-called cabinet if the Pioneer Press still had a six-person bureau with offices, typewriters, and telephones right outside his door in City Hall? My guess would be no. George Latimer had two people on his staff. Two people. This guy has 23. So remember that. You think that could happen if newspapers were healthy? Do you think Randall Smith of, of Alden Capital cares? No. He's got 16 different mansions in Palm Beach, uh, Florida. No, no, nobody's seen your mayor in public for how long? And nobody cares. And if somebody brings it up, it's it's ignored. He does not show up. Joe. You can say you can say because I've had it argued back to me. Well, that's capitalism. Yeah, but I'll take my capitalism with at least a degree of civic awareness, just a degree. Yeah. Capitalism. So yeah, people are going to argue. Well, business. Randall Smith has right in the world to oh, go out oh, and buy Rand, up every yeah, newspaper Randall and strip Smith. them to the bone. Right. So. You know how we had the discussion about George Soros and the complete effort to um, rework the country's wealth? Mm -hmm. We had that discussion, whether it was last week or the week before, I can't remember. Does this fall into that narrative then? In what sense? Well, in the sense that Alden Capital doesn't give a damn about the American public. No, they don't. And they're, and they're completely fine with going along this same line of thinking. Apparently. Upon the, uh, you know, upon the ruination of this country. Kevin Brock, you'll recall that we read a piece last week yeah. that he had in uh, the site The Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, he has gotten back to me. Oh, wow, cool. And, and has listened to our show and loves it. So I'm going to schedule him this week. Because I'm still trying to get to the bottom of one question. What's that What's question? in it for these people to ruin the country? I think I know, but I want to hear it from an expert. Not from the three of us? We don't know. I could chime in, but uh, not hold much water. Who do we even talk to? Who do we get on the phone to talk about Judge Chu? Let's call her. Yeah. Hold Rook? Oh, never. On. There's the number uh, right there. Right there. Here. Here. She's not coming. Upper left. Here. Upper left. There's you the can't. number. I thought about calling, but you know damn well I'll never get to her. 
Right. No, you won't get to her, and no lawyer who's still practicing is going to want to come on. Did you right. see how fast I pass that off to Reavers? Right. Good. Right. Smart move. All right, let's take a break. We're going to call her right now. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Hold on a second. I'm studying up on Transtune. I know I'm supposed to be doing a seafoam uh, ad here, but I swear, okay, the 2016 GMC Sierra to three-quarter ton, I think it's shifting later than it should be. You know what I mean? I'm up around 50, and it's still the RPMs are too high, and I started thinking, Transtune? Here's what they say. Works in fluid systems to clean harmful residues that cause rough system operation and erratic shifting. Well, that's it in the first bullet point right away. Uh, using most type of automatic transmissions, hydraulics, or power steering fluid systems. I've never actually used TransTune, but it sounds like I need to walk a couple of, a couple of steps down the street here and pick some up from the hardware store. I did, however, use a whole bunch of Seafoam over the weekend. Four snowmobiles and uh, a snowblower. In the snowblower, uh, the snowblower, uh, excuse me, the snow machines, I put them away empty, right? I drain the gas. I do all that just because uh, I have issues, uh, mental issues, and I have to do it. The snowblower, on the other hand, that thing just gets beat up, put away uh, wet. And I think my son, oh, God, I shouldn't admit this. He may have put mixed gas in there. <laughs> Poor kid. We uh, drained the gas out of the tank. We ran it dry, put in fresh can, uh, fresh gas, and then a big old gulp of sea foam. Fired up on the first pull, and ever since, it's been running like it's brand new. Ben, I'm sorry for outing you on the podcast. It's an honest mistake. Hell, one time I put diesel in my lawnmower, okay? It happens. Uh, but the, the the solution, of course, in all things, trannies, uh, snowmobiles, snowblowers, lawnmowers, chainsaws, you name it, uh, seafoam is always the answer, and thankfully, it's a local product made locally, and it's available all over the world. It's the best thing you could possibly ask for in a world of bad gas. It's seaf. I have more on uh, Shaviro, uh what the hell's his Childs name? Childs-Young. Yeah, but his full name is Shaviro Kavirion Childs-Young. This is from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, Feb 20, the year 2020. Shaviro Shaviro Childs Young, 17, was certified as an adult and sentenced to 15 years in prison July 14, 2020. Ray Van Tobias Smith entered a guilt 16, entered a guilty plea to one count of kidnapping and was sentenced as a juvenile on March 6, 2020. A 16-year-old was charged with two counts of kidnapping Thursday in connection with the theft of a van with two young children inside. Uh, the van was stolen after the 16-year-old and other teens assaulted and robbed the children's father, according to court documents. Shaviro Childs Young was among seven teens charged in connection with the incident. It took place Sunday afternoon in the Frogtown neighborhood as a St. Paul man was putting his 8-year-old son and 1-year-old daughter into his vehicle, according to the juvenile petition filed in Ramsey County District Court. The father and his children were on their way to the 8-year-old's birthday party when a group of juveniles approached him outside his van on Sherburn Avenue near Virginia Street, according to court documents. Without saying anything, one of the teens hit the man across the throat, clotheslining him and sending him to the ground. 
the juvenile petition said. Then the group reportedly started attacking him, kicking and punching him while some rifled through his pockets and took his wallet. After they finished, Childs Dash Young hopped into the man's vehicle and took off with both children inside. The one-year-old screamed and Childs Dash Young pulled over after a short distance and climbed into one of two vehicles parked nearby. The rest of the group also got into one of the two vehicles and then took off. The man estimated about 10 teens were involved with several staying in the vehicles during the attack. The teens were arrested a short time later after an officer at the Target store on University Avenue saw a group of juveniles attempting to buy gift cards at the store with what turned out to be a stolen credit card. The group fled when the officer approached, but police found and arrested seven of them. Childs Dash Young, as well as Davion, Stephen, Marquell, Nick, 16, Ravion, Tobias Smith, 16, Wilbert Levant, Taylor, 16, and three 15-year-old males are charged with two counts of kidnapping and one count of first-degree aggravated robbery for their respective roles. They are expected to make their first court appearance Thursday afternoon and Ramsey, uh, in Ramsey County Juvenile and Family Court. This is the guy she let out. Honest wow. to God. You know what he lost? Like I tell my kids, never lose the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, which Ever. is what she gave him. This is who she let Ever. out. Here, Rook. Okay. This is who she let out. A career criminal. I don't care that he's a young career criminal. And he's, I don't he's care. He's irredeemable. Well, let's face it. Uh, a 14, 16, 18-year-old, they grow up pretty fast. Hey, so Chew, not... though, you make, a pot, you make a case out of that potter, huh? You make Such. an example out of potter. Such, um name you one fool. Family member or friend who is important enough to let this sort of criminal out for a funeral. I can't. No, no, including his own child. Right. Sorry, no. You made your bed, you know. But Kim Potter was a threat to the public yeah, safety. Sure, yeah. We are really poorly served in yes, this country. We are, Joe. We, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, how many Regina Chews are there? We are really you remember, in trouble. Do you remember the first time <clears throat> that this subject matter came up when we were still doing the show on the radio? For oh. some reason, Boston is coming to mind. That that's where a lot of the a, a, a lot of this light was starting to be shed. Well, they had a woke <clears throat> DA who decided that you could rob a house if nobody was in it. Correct. That was, that, thing. was that was yeah. that where it kind of started? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this is just this is just terrible. You've got a woman in jail who's not a threat to the public, and this idiot let this idiot out. Mm-hmm. A violent offender. A terribly violent offender with kidnapping among, on his record. And well, he has not returned. Well, go to Milwaukee. The guy that mowed down the people at the or, right. sorry, uh, Waukesha. The guy right. that mowed down the people at the Christmas parade. That's right. I mean, when are these people's eyes going to be opened? Hopefully, if we keep doing our job right, piece by piece. Well, well, I, I, what's our job? Pushing back, that's our job. Well, I mean, peeing you wrote the, about our it. job is it's, peeing into the wind. But well, you wrote your column today about that incident in, in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And okay, so that might awaken people to go, you know... I really don't feel safe. It and that could start clicking. And we need to we need a small movement here. And it starts with one. Our job is common sense, Such. You know that. And we're not seeing it. Yeah. We're not. We're not being served by it. Yeah. Whichever political side of the aisle it may fall down on, and 
Boy, common sense uh, sure hasn't been seen on the left side in a long time, unfortunately. Yeah. Since they allowed their party to be taken over by the zealots. Well, the same thing could be said about the Republicans. That's right. So, well, you know, I'm just... No, the country is being poorly served. And the, <clears throat> uh, and the country's to blame for that. Voters are to blame. But and do you think that the voting public, that the ones at least that did elect these people... Do you think that they even had any idea no. what they were voting no, for? No, of course not. Right. No, nobody was paying attention. Joe, no, and what Joe do you say to that? Post. Joe, what do you say to that? I, I mean, you, you said numerous times we did this, but what choice did we have? You know, write in my uncle's name? Well, my story is, and I've said it many times, I've made it a personal mission to Hector... A wide variety of 45 to 55-year-olds that I know, who I know are upstanding citizens, who are full of common sense, and I have begged them to get involved, to run, and, and for, you know, justifiably and understandable reasons, do not. Now, maybe something... Uh, you know, you you uh, you hit at some real taxpayers when you went after that when these thugs went after that woman on Osceola. Mm -hmm. You hit you hit you hit a block of some real taxpayers there. Right. Uh, I don't know what will come of that. Uh, apparently, I have an invitation to call the uh, husband of the wife, right, yes. Brooke? Yes. All right, and I will. I don't know what will come of that. Uh, but we, America has surrendered its tallest, the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings, to madness. We have surrendered it to madness. And when you look at the last election, which was just three months ago, right, two months ago, mm -hmm. 30,000 people bothered to vote. And virtually I, all of them voted for Melvin Carter. And how easy have we made it to vote? Oh. Unbelievably. <laughs> How everybody is not oh, voting is beyond me. That's another story on Alpha News. But, um, Such, what did the body know in 2002 that led him to appoint her? How did they research these people? How did he, uh, he find out about her? I'm looking at her employment history. Mm -hmm. She was a partner, partner with Wilson and Chu, mm -hmm. a shareholder at Bassford, Lockhart, Trusdale, and Briggs. That's a, a law firm. Mm -hmm. She was a special assistant attorney general. Uh, for the Minnesota Attorney General's office. I don't remember who that was in 02. And she was a law clerk to Judge uh, Amdahl, mm -hmm. who was on the Supreme Court. And that's all we know about her. Well, the only way I can answer your question is to assume that there are people involved in uh, promoting various judges, and they find their way to get to a governor, and then an opening appears, and the governor might have three or four choices in front of him, and uh, he selects one. I, that's the only way I could see that it's done. You know, Jesse, uh, I can't believe Jesse would have appointed her knowing that she was going to be terribly incompetent. Well, how do you right. say your last name? Chu, C-H-U. I'm texting John Woodley. I don't have the... Regina uh, Chu. The governor does not have a cell phone. He's off the grid, that's why. Well, he's probably in Mexico. Probably Judges is. of subordinate judiciary are appointed by the governor on recommendations by the high court. Hmm. Judges of the high court and Supreme Court are appointed by the pres. Mm -hmm. 
India? What the hell am I doing reading crap I don't about know. India? I don't, I don't really care That's how they do it there anyway. I don't care how they Welcome. do it in India. Turning, turning Google off now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying to find the article that we discussed at length uh, a few weeks ago in which Governor Walls was talking about um, lowering, uh, what was it, Joe? The, uh, the Basically bar. saying the, 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 that... We don't need to be worried about our safety because it's not an issue. And I don't want to. I don't want to lower the bar. Right, and I thought I'm trying to find no his direct idea. quote because it was so freaking insulting to every taxpayer in this state. Meanwhile, his buddy, the sheriff, is traveling down the freeway Thank with you. an open bottle. Yes, <laughs> well, but Kenny, remember he and a, and a couple two three firearms and waltzes out of there. Wow, what a nice choice of words. Waltzes out of the jail. Oh God, it's you just, just can't even what make a it up. Joke. Yeah, you know what? We you should be able to fire sheriffs. You should be able to f- fire the governor. And wasn't the uh, wasn't there an open letter from all of the residents? Uh, it was over. It was this summer, maybe. Remember they were saying, "Governor, it's a war zone here," and he basically pat him on the head and said, "Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we're, you're okay." Yeah. And yeah. these people were pleading with him, "Please help us do something here." Where it's just open gang well, warfare. Well, it, it was Don and Sandra Samuels uh, in the north end of yep. Minneapolis. Yep, and that's what were, it was. Yep, and they were uh, calling for for help. Uh, and, you know, and that's when that uh, who was that little twerp that got defeated? Uh, Philippe Cunningham. Yeah, so you want to hear from him? No, that's when that little twerp said, "Oh, we don't need the National Guard." Right. Well, he, he hasn't. He was rightly gotten rid of because he was. Remember a what his his uh, buzzword was during that. Resources. Mm-hmm. We just need to give them the resources. Yeah, well, you dummy. It's called cops. Well, it was Ellison's kid too, Joe. Right. By yes. Way, you know, yes. It gave him a cookie and patted him on the head, and you know, told him to go away. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just it's just a, she let out a kidnapper, a violent offender, a gun felon. She let him out to attend a funeral, but we're going to put Kim Potter in jail over Christmas, so mm-hmm. she can't be with her family. Oh, that's just that's just pathetic. That's pathetic. If that's what uh, if that's what America has become, and it has, unfortunately, it's pathetic. And can't it's this is turning the Titanic around. It's not going to flip tomorrow. No, no, it's not. The the race industry has so carefully uh, husbanded its image that these are these are uh, young people who have uh, suffered systemically from racism and haven't had a fair shake and B as in B, S as in S. That's why it's important for us to gratefully announce that Kendall Qualls is running for governor. Mm -hmm. Now, how will the left handle a black veteran self-made success? They're going to have no idea. How will they handle that? And don't you think if Kendall, and we've had him on the show a number of we, times. No, we know what, how, go ahead, Chris. But if he simply just ran on law and order, and yeah. I'm not saying he will, I guarantee he would crush walls, don't you think? Well, he should. But well, I, they're going to call him an Uncle Tom. He's gonna, they're going to say he's in the white man's pocket, that he's in the Republican's pocket. But he can take that, and he has answers for that, because none of that's true. No. No, what, what was his story? They were robbed when they arrived at, was it, was it Brooklyn? Harlem. Harlem, thank you. When his family arrived, they were robbed. The Army veteran and former health care executive who unsuccessfully ran as a political newcomer in Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District in 2020 repeated some of the talking points from that campaign during his gubernatorial announcement yesterday. 
Uh, Qualls told Fox News that he was filing as a candidate on the Republican ticket because in our state, we were ground zero. All of the rioting, looting, and defunding the police initiatives all started and spread from here across the country. I will, I'll, I'll give you more from Kendall in just a moment. Okay. Uh, you, you may take a break. Okay. Yeah. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It's the 31st already, the 31st annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. It's going to return to the Minneapolis Convention Center on Friday, Feb 18 through Sunday, Feb 20. Get a foursome. Get ready for your first round of the year. Uh, this is where you go to see uh, all that Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on the latest drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Trust me, I've been trying to buy a game for 40 years. Uh, this is where you get all your uh, best golf apparel. It's where I load up on golf clubs. Me too. I, I always get my golf shirts And golf balls year. for that matter. You is can that take, where you get your plastic bags for your golf yeah, balls? Yeah, absolutely. Get in there? Okay. Yep. You can take lessons from the pros. You can, you can really get ready to own your game in 2022. It's the well, launch of the 2022 golf season, bro. And uh, as an added bonus, we're there Friday. Hey, Garage Logic will we be make there. Our return Friday from eleven thirty a.m. to one p.m. on Friday, Feb eighteen. Tickets are on sale now for just twelve bucks. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes ten free greens fee passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all the show details at minnesotagolfshow.com, presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second Swing. Nice. Before we return to Kendall, uh, Rookie, explain what you've done. You Uh, contacted John Woodley, who was Jesse Ventura's media spokesman. Correct. And I just had a quick question. I said, when in 2002, when governor appointed Judge Chu, how much would a governor know about that judge? Uh, and he responded, not much. He generally took the word of staff and his advisor on judicial appointments, who was George Souley, or Soley, S-O-U-L-E, a very successful attorney, apparently. And then doing my research on George, <clears throat> uh, George was from 1992-3, he served under Governor Jesse Ventura as, as chair of the Minnesota Commission on Judicial Selection. They recommend candidates for judicial appointments uh, by the governor. He was vice chair of the commission from 92 to 99, served as co-chair of seven election campaigns for Minnesota Supreme Court justices, and worked on many other judicial campaigns. So he would be in the know. Well, it's likely that wokeness was making itself evident uh, as far back as 2002, and maybe it's as simple as... Uh, Somebody thought it would be a feather in a cap to have an Asian judge. I don't know. Okay. Whoever made the decision, Jesse, I guess, you've made a horrible mistake just based on this, what we learned today. And we don't know her past. We don't know how many thugs she's let out to attend funerals who have never returned. No, but knowing the governor like I do, uh, he would... He would not have wanted that guy. I agree to with go you. Out. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, but I'm saying he would be in disagreement with Judge Chu, mm-hmm. saying, "Why would you let him out? He's a bad guy." Mm-hmm. It just wow. the more I think about it, the more astonished I am. I, I'm seriously astonished that the that the bias is so blatant. Right. The bias against Potter is so blatant to the extent 
that a career criminal trumps her release for Christmas. That's extraordinary. That's so shifty. It really is. Career criminal, and he's only what? He's 18, 18? 19. 18. Whatever, yeah. Back to Kendall Qualls, God bless him. And even now, two years later, we're suffering from record crimes across our state. And in the center of it all is our governor, Tim Walls, for allowing that to happen, his weak leadership. A host on Fox and Friends cut Qualls off mid-sentence to thank the candidate for his time, adding that his personal story is one of inspiration. Hopefully you can inspire Minnesota, the host said. On his campaign website, uh, Qualls shared that he has lived in Harlem and in a trailer park in rural Oklahoma. He is the first and only member of his family to earn a college education. He graduated from Cameron University in 1985, earned his master's degree from the University of Oklahoma in 1988, and a master's degree in business administration in 2011 from the University of Michigan. He served as a field artillery officer, including a tour of South Korea, before he was honorably discharged due to a knee injury. (coughs) Excuse me. Perfect health. Qualls and his wife Sheila have five children and live in Medina. They founded... Take Charge Minnesota, which promotes two-parent families and opposes critical race theory. In a statement about Qualls candidacy, DFL party chair Ken Martin wrote that Qualls endorsed and voted for Donald Trump, whose policies put millions of Americans' health care and livelihoods in jeopardy, and now he is traveling the state pushing extreme Republican talking points in order to divide us. It divides you, doesn't it, Ken, to... uh, to advocate for intact families. Why it's very divisive, that? isn't it? Yeah, Who I the would... hell wrote that? Ken Martin, uh, DFL party chair. Wow. See, they're going to go after Kendall, something and, fierce. And why was the word ah. extreme needed in front of the word it's Republican? Not, but these guys are just bobos. He's, he's going to protect us. Oh, my God. The great thing about Kendall is he doesn't care. No. He's going to ignore that. To quote him, no more defense. It's all about offense. We're going to do offense all the time. Because he says he is the epitome of the American dream. Absolutely, I'm not exceptional. I live in an exceptional country. I serve an exceptional God. We raised our kids in the Christian faith to be responsible citizens and to serve others less fortunate than themselves. Oh, hell, he's evil. But the, the, the use of the word extreme, though, Kenny, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. It doesn't matter to the likes of Kendall, but it will have an effect on the voting public. Well, listen to what else Ken Martin said. Minnesotans in the 3rd Congressional District. And by the way, the Star Tribune, uh, the reporter Kim Hyatt, certainly ran quickly to Ken Martin to give him all the time in the world to be quoted in this story. Right. That's about somebody else. This is a story right. about Kendall Qualls making his announcement, and all we do is run to Ken Martin. And uh, Minnesotans in the 3rd Congressional District already rejected Kendall's uh, Qualls candidacy. And I have no doubt it will happen again, Martin wrote. This move only makes the messy GOP primary messier with no benefits to Minnesotans. Several other GOP candidates have announced their candidacy for governor, including former Senate Republican Majority Leader Paul Gazelka, GOP Senator Michelle Benson, Scott Jensen, a Chaska physician who recently retired from the state Senate, Lexington Mayor Mike Murphy and Dr. Neil Shaw. In December, businessman Mike Marty dropped out of the governor's race. The Republican Party will nominate a candidate in May. Uh, we've gotten to know Kendall Qualls. I, I wish him nothing but the best. He's a, he's a genuine... 
genuine soul. And we have reached out to him, by the way. Hopefully we'll have him on this week if you want. Hopefully, yep. He can come on here as often as he wants, but I hope we don't put the mark of uh, loss on him. That's true. Everyone we bet loses. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if the Republican Party truly cares about this state, they'll get behind him. Um, He's a dream candidate. And fight for him no matter what. They they need to pull their heads out, too, and and get their ass together. Here, listen to this final quote I'm reading. Are you reading from his website? I'm reading from Alpha News, a piece they wrote. If you love that flag, if you love the country for which it stands, you have no greater ally. You have no greater friend than me, he added. If you have an issue with that flag or this country, if you believe it is evil or systematically racist, you have no greater enemy than me. That's the guy I want to call my governor. Me too. Yep. Me too. Gee whiz. Can't wait to vote for uh, you know, black governor. Gee whiz. And, and uh, I'm sorry to the doc. I like the doc too, but I really, really like Kendall. Maybe the doc can run for Senate or something like that. Would it Would it also almost be a blessing in disguise that Kendall didn't get elected to the 3rd Congressional District? Yeah, if we can get him, if we can get him elected as governor, yeah, he needs to make national news. Well, it's interesting that he chose Fox and Friends to make the announcement. That's national. Yeah. Do you also think that because we've been in the national spotlight so often in the last two or three years, Mm -hmm. do you think that that's probably why he did it? Mm -hmm. We're making the national news now because Duluth is going to have a temperature of 18 below. Oh, my. That never happens, Joe. Never. It was 32 (laughs) below here the other day. Yeah. But I, I'm still angry that the Star Tribune would rush to this head of the Democratic Party and then print the hate that he spewed, mm-hmm. which that's all it is. And like you said, I don't. You've said it many times. Liberals say that they're really good at hate. They they're love mean. the hate. They're mean. They're mean people. And you got some on the right who are too. They're just as idiotic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fact-based destruction. Let's go. On the January 4th show, you read an email detailing the Army's process from back in the day to destroy a chainsaw and deny an enemy use of that equipment. Do you recall me I doing that? that. Yes. Yeah, it was very intriguing uh, destruction methods. It was all going so well until things shifted to Afghanistan, equipment that was left behind, and the conversation on why doesn't the military have destruction procedures anymore, and why do we leave all of that equipment in Afghanistan? I've been in the military for 27 years, both Army and Air Force, and can assure you that the U.S. military still has procedures for the destruction of equipment, weapons, etc. But don't take my word for it. Google TM750-244 and you'll get a plethora of Army technical manuals on this subject to delight in. Those that use this topic as a political cudgel will disagree with the following, but any operable equipment that was captured by the Taliban Uh, had been given to the Afghan National Army well prior to the collapse of that nation and was far beyond the control of U.S. forces. Our forces destroyed everything they had control over before they left Afghanistan for good. Not to put too fine a point on it, but the U.S. military did not leave any operable American equipment behind. That said, the real saving grace is that the vast majority of the equipment the Taliban captured from the uh, Afghani National Army, tactical vehicles, helicopters, aircraft, and so on, requires a tremendous amount of training and maintenance to effectively use it and keep it operational. Generally speaking, it will be about as useful to them as the boat anchor from the mayoral runabout on Spoon Lake. Well, it is good to know. Hmm. 
Unrelated topic, the bride and I had the measure of meeting Rookie's friend at the airport Tuesday morning as we were at the gate for flight to Texas. Made my day, but the bride said to admonish him for thinking that she didn't listen to the show and that I torture her by forcing her to listen. She's an avid GLer and aspiring CI girl. Love the show and keep the fact-based common sense coming. Good luck, Chris from Iowa. Nice. Mm-hmm. Were they so, going to Harlan? Probably going to see Rick, I would imagine. Whatever happened to Rick? Rick? He used to call us. He hasn't chimed in. Maybe he just went down there. I think he ran out of material. <clears throat> Could have been. <laughs> Rick from Harwood. Yeah, what would he do? Would he tell jokes? I forget what he would do. Yeah, well, it was tough to get rid of him. Sometimes. Hey, by the way, uh, really quick before you bring up your next item, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Frank <clears throat> Vassalero's off the hook. Why? Dateline, January 22nd, 2021. Mm-hmm. They believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection. Schumer, wow. Schumer, Schumer. The same I thing. expect it from Schumer, wow. not Frankie. Back in January, <laughs> that's where he's stealing his material oh, from. Oh, yeah. Vassalero, you're stealing he's it from the Chuckster. It's like Barrero ripping off Souchere. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Dan, that was rookie, not yeah, Rangers. Dan. It wasn't, wasn't me, Dan. I didn't say anything, Dan. I just laughed. Dan, I'll, I'll keep sending you the scripts. Don't worry. <laughs> I have been for 15 years, and that's a bigger payoff. You've been getting paid, haven't you? Getting paid, yeah. (laughs) Glad Dan has a sense of humor. Yeah, he does. That was the best when he was at the fair. The one year he just came by to watch the the show, and rookie started working the crowd. I go, Joe, you never know. There might be uh, other show hosts out there looking for talent. Looking for talent. Looking for (laughs) a good, solid producer. Taking notes. Right, right. Uh, regarding auto chips, Jeff in Arkansas writes, if I was CEO of Ford or GM, I would start manufacturing an affordable line of combustible autos that do not rely on computers. GPS is in everybody's phone. If you can't tell a tire is flat, you shouldn't be driving, etc. I, I Here, here. Mm-hmm. Here, here. I, there's more technology in the sun visor of a modern car than there is in an MGB. <laughs> the entire car. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, you're right. right. Well, you've been working on them, so I would have to agree with you. I There's can't. more technology in the rearview mirror of a modern car than there is, there is in the entirety of a Triumph TR6. Hmm. Interesting. No technology whatsoever. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. What's this gauge for? They're all self-evident. <laughs> that's the beauty of them. They're all intuitive. To me, that's the most... Telling thing missing from the modern automobile is intuitiveness. You sit in a 1957 Chevrolet and you look at a, a, a knob and you know instantly that's for the lights. Or you know instantly that's for the wipers. Instantly. Definitely, yeah, they, definitely know they where all the down. knobs are. They dumbed her down. <laughs> oh, you saying dumb- they were unsophisticated back then? No, I'm saying Lights. That, boom. I'm saying now... Hell, I don't ever know if my lights are on or off. Well, plus, you have to fix your glasses. You're weirding me out the way that they're on your face right now. <laughs> it does look like that. But it is they did. It, it is funny uh how the more the, the, the more technology that a vehicle possesses, yeah. to me, that just says that's one more thing that I'm gonna eventually have to fix on this damn thing. I took a car in, as I warned you the other day, not warned you, I mentioned it. I took a car I took the CP cars in for uh, service on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh no need to mention the dealership, but I, I uh they have they have zero new inventory. Wow. Oh, zero. Fine. Zero. Jeez. Nothing on the show floor, nothing on the lot. I, I happened to run into the guy I bought her car from a couple of years ago. 
And we had a nice chat. And, and I basically ended up saying, man, how are you eating? And he said, well, we're not putting any additions on the house this year. And then we got into it, the chip problem. And he said, I got news for you. We got a rail yard full of cars in St. Paul, but we're not allowed to go get them because the, the yard is controlled by whatever union would, would, be moving, would be moving those vehicles. And nobody's working because they're either sick or they're afraid of becoming sick. So there's. A, I went yesterday. I know the rail yard in question. I went yesterday. There goes the bloodhound. He is I, on I the went, case. I used to went, plow that. I, I used went. to plow there. Yes, you yes. know where I'm talking back, about. Yeah, exactly. And not. I will not. I would say the rail yard wasn't chock full of cars, but there were at least four or five rows, a couple of hundred yards long, of new vehicles. Mm. Wow, that's mm. insane. Yep. There's mm. just a. I wish we were off the air right now so I could say what I really want to say. Yeah. Okay. Because there is a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kenny, don't say no, it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't I like it. my knees. I like my knees operating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but gee whiz. Just I don't like black the, eyes and broken noses. Think of the ramifications of this uh, on people who deliver things and people who sell cars and then the construction people who might have gotten a job from the guy who sells cars to put a porch on his house and the people who make shingles for roofs and it's just it's just a domino effect through the economy uh-huh. well there is an explanation for all of this mm-hmm. well let's start with this okay prices have gone up yep yep there you go and families and individuals right are dealing with the realities of of that bread costs more, the gas costs more. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have to understand what that means. What does that mean? That's about the cost of living oh. going up. See, Joe? You smug, disingenuous <laughs> fool. <laughs> Joe, it's just because you're not smart enough to understand. I just don't get it. And that's the way she speaks to people. Absolutely, that's the way she comes I off. know how this works. Right. It's called... The cost the, of the living cost of has living. gone up. Really? The best, if you do find that video on, on social media, though, there are captions that mm. go along with it, like, no bleep, Sherlock. You yeah. know, it's, it's commenting <laughs> as she's speaking. It's very funny. Joe, you brought up the box cutter for cutting children out of car seats. I propose that each GLer ought to have a seatbelt cutter in their vehicle. I didn't know about this. These are There are a variety of styles out there. Most appear to look like a letter opener. They can be had for as little as five bucks. Most of these have a loop on them, so you could, in theory, attach it to the seat back around the headrest. Stop. Look at here. Right here. What do you got? We've been carrying these in our pockets for years. What is this? A pocket knife. Yeah. 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 That's... It's not a big one. Yeah, but it's not, it's not huge. It might not be adequate enough it's to cut through that sheath. thick nylon. Oh, it'll cut your eyeballs out. Yeah. Oh, that's good enough. Do some you work know on what? your knees. Right you there do. in the pocket. Right you brought there. this up years ago. Can I finish the email? Oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm no, sorry. I just finished it for you. No. Uh, <laughs> most of these have a loop on them, so you could, in theory, attach it to the seat back around the headrest or loop around the shifter. We were issued these to wear on our body armor when going into Afghanistan to allow us to cut ourselves free of our seat belts in case the MRAPs rolled over. What is beneficial about these is you can have an accident, a.k.a. a crash, or some other issue with your seat belt and need to leave the vehicle in a hurry. You can cut yourself out of the belt quickly, plus they'll be easier to use in a hurry without having to worry about accidentally slicing off one of little Timmy's toes, fingers, or other parts in the swimsuit area when trying to cut his car's seat belts. Very respectfully, Joe. 
Senior oh, Chief Joe. Thank you, Joe. Like a hook knife thing. Yes. Okay, yes. I take back what I said about the pocket knife. Uh, like firearms, I always want another knife. So now I'm going to have to get one. Do you remember why this came up years ago? I don't. You me- you specifically mentioned, and that's the re- and because you mentioned this with the story, that's the reason I went and got one. Do you guys recall the horrific story? Of the dad that tried to drive through the channel on Lake Minnetonka. Oh God, that's horrible. That, I feel oh, for that guy. And that's why that that's why you mentioned that. And that's the very reason why I went and got one for my vehicle. Good. And I mean, yeah, yeah it, but I hate to bring that up because it was a horrible story, but that's why I went and did it years ago. I have a million dollar idea. What do you got? Hold on, let me pull up Google, see where it's already been invented. If I had a million now, dollars. this is I think I'm onto something. I'm, no, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm going to write a letter to WeatherTech and not share it with you guys, no. because because the listeners will either steal it from me or tell me with mocking glee that it's been out there for a hundred years. Is this like when you wanted to tell Honda to come to the Ford plant? Kicking snow chunks reminded me of this. Okay. Reminded me to invent this. Yeah. I'll say it. I'm ready. Mini flamethrowers do a steel-toed boot. <laughs> a device. A device that looks like a, the best I can come up with is a, a highlight racket, kind of a scooped yeah. thing. Yeah. And you and, and, and it's, it, it's manufactured in such a way that before you enter your garage, you merely clean every wheel well with this oh, scoop-like like device. It's like my mud boot cleaner I have at my back door. Yeah. Scrape my boots off. Okay. But so you stick that in there and you go whoosh, like that. All the stuff falls onto the uh, pavement instead of leaking on your garage floor. Oh, God, you pretty boys like you and all of the cake eaters in Edina and Minnetonka, you'd all be buying uh, I don't want one of these. Yeah, of course you huh? would. Yeah, Rook, of course why you are you would. shaking? No. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. What size and what color do you want? Are yeah. you kidding me? Uh, Amazon right now. Are uh, you kidding me? <laughs> hey, you go ahead and call WeatherTech. You uh, place the call. You can the also show. get it with or without a brush. On the opposite end. I don't want to brush. I What's just it want called? Scoop. What's it called? Uh, What's it called, Chris? I just, all I searched was ice scraper for a car's wheel well, and there's a bunch of snow removal ice scraper variations on Amazon. Does any of them look curved like I'm imagining, like yeah. a scoop? Uh-huh. Really? Yep. It's got a nice brush, too. I might have to order one of these. Thanks for turning me on to this, Joe. Why not just have an undercarriage wash? <laughs> right. Have an undercarriage wash right in your garage, built in. You've got a floor drain, right? Yeah. So your car just sits there overnight being, well, wait a minute. By You've got way. a heated garage. What's the issue? Oh, you don't want the ick on your beautiful it's too, floor. It's too dirty. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, it's By dirty. the way, yesterday, oh. <laughs> I was down. <laughs> I was watching the uh, the Vikings game with my dad down at his place in Faribault yesterday. Yeah. And... Uh, I was driving home, had to stop to get gas in the beautiful fighting city of Waterville at the Ooh, Casey's okay. off Highway 60. Sure. I watched a guy get out of his car, mm-hmm. walk up to the next car, and he kicked somebody else's chunk. Really? That's I a chunk violation. I almost said something, That's a chunk thought, violation. I thought, nah, I'm not going to get involved with somebody else's so chunk. So tempting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be the rat in that situation. No, I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Just fill Just up my gas the... and get on the yeah. get on the road. And then when the owner comes out and sees they've been kicked, you have to pretend like you didn't see anything. I also, you know what else I did too, by the way, really quick. What? Um, Driving by, uh, you bought a cheeseburger at Quick Trip. Oh, stopped off the liquor store. Nope. I I drove on the ice yesterday. 
Oh, I never do that. Lake anymore. Tatanka in Waterville because I saw a bunch of trucks out there that Why I'm gonna. Is... I just did it just to take the picture. What, like so? three feet off the shore? N- maybe. Why is that a deal? No, I just. That's the first time I've done it in probably 15 years. Such in your defense, I'm not even going to comment on that because that is just so. Oh, wow. Uh, but in your defense, Such, uh, when I have to get down on the floor of my shop or my garage, uh, I have to lay down a big sheet of cardboard because oh, yeah. it's so, so gross. Yeah. You see that? So gross. Well, again, the show has devolved into about four separate conversations. Hey, GLers, Chris drove on the ice. Elysian Yay, Lake. Sorry, Elysian Lake. Elysian Lake. Yeah, that's the one I drove on. The damn thing's been invented already. Yeah. The what wheel well what color do you want? Do you want it to match? I imagine it to be in yellow. Well, there's all uh, you can get yellow. Do you want a yellow one? Maybe no. I'll order you one. Yeah. Um, for your birthday. I'm going to stick around for MNST because there's some movies that we need to talk about with Pat, and I think you'll enjoy at least one of them, Such. So, uh, but but Kenny, are you aware that Zimmer and Spielman were fired you're, today? You're going to have to put that off because my stuff is far more, more interesting <laughs> than uh, these two clowns getting well, fired, which we know we knew this was going to happen. But that's been the beauty of Monday Night Sports Talk. They never talk about sports. And now we got some sports to talk about, and we're going to be talking about movies. Yes, we are. Uh, time out, please. Okay. You don't want to hear more about my ice story? No, I don't. Okay. Truth, justice, and the Souteray. 30 years of service in Maple Grove as maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Rich, he's the owner, his number one concern us and our satisfaction with his shop and his services he does full residential and commercial lock safe and security services among other brands of safes uh maple grove lock and safe offers the world's well i was supposed to say the country but you know what i'm going to step out a limb and say the world's best safe the liberty safe made right here in the united states of america and good for us uh rich has over 140 safes in stock right now that means when you finally get there, you're going to find the model made just for you, and Rich will make sure you get matched up. You know what? That's what he is. Rich is a matchmaker, uh, but he's also pretty good with the toolbox. So if you have a unit or a lock or something malfunctioning, including something in your automobile, call or email or even stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe and see if Rich can help you out. I'm going to bet he probably can. The Maple Grove address, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Joe, I'm like you and many other GLers when it comes to climate change. It always changes, and we do our best to be stewards of a tidy environment. We are last droppers. We use and maintain our autos and homes so that they are efficient. We don't litter, and like me, pick up the litter of many others. I even put out my tire fire two years ago. Now, I think you have touched on this, but let's say for the sake of the argument that we are somehow able to stop hot air from rising. Yep. One overriding question, what would the consequences of that be? Other questions, are we aiming for one safe, homogenous climate? If so, what would agriculture and wildlife look like? Feel free to formulate further questions. I know I have many. Meanwhile, a gallon of gasoline is an economic miracle, signed Bert. And I read this because Bert... Uh, uh, compels me to make an announcement. Hmm. If it hasn't been made clear already to GLers, I will. I'm about to make it clear. This climate change movement has nothing to do with the climate. No, uh, because we're not going to stop hot air from rising. Right. That, that's man is not bigger than nature. Right. There is nothing you can do, 
and nothing will be done. You can stop some hot air, but not all the hot air. But nothing will be done. So my point is, keep in mind every time you read this nonsense that it has nothing to do with anything except an increased means by which government can be ever more intrusive in your lives. True. That's all it is. Okay. That's all it is. Now, only. Not even with a big, huge fan? Could you keep hot air from rising? Where would you I mean, put the fan? One. You plug it in up in heaven or something. A big <laughs> propeller. Yeah, a propeller. Plug it in in heaven. Yeah, and then you just push her down. <laughs> have some, some mechanism. What would the... What would... Don't, the world be like if you did that. Don't don't pursue it. John. No, I'm not going to. Don't pursue it. Okay. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. It's on this date in Minnesota history. January 10th. All right. On this date in 1925. 1925. The Arrowhead is selected as the official moniker for North. Eastern Minnesota, the result of a nationwide contest sponsored by the Northwestern Minnesota Civic and Commerce Association of Duluth. Huh. Called the Arrowhead. Hmm. On this date. Today. What is it? January 10th. 1975. I think I remember this. A fierce three-day blizzard strikes, bringing one to two feet of snow with some drifts reaching 20 feet and winds up to 80 miles per hour, closing most Minnesota roads, stranding a train at Wilmer, and killing 35 people Jeez. and 15,000 head of livestock. The St. Paul Pioneer Press reported that an offshoot of an Arctic storm had blasted into the Midwest, uh, commenting that the wind ain't whistling Dixie. What year? 1975. We would have had alerts and stuff. Well, Such, uh, what you should do is get yourself all liquored up and then hop on Twitter and uh, start reminiscing <laughs> with a series of about 18 tweets that uh, each and every one of them very, very fascinating. On this day, what is this day? January 10th. 1976. Are his headphones on? Did he hear that? I think so. On this day. Today. In 1976, the very year after this fierce blizzard. Okay. During a heavy snowstorm, 325 cars were damaged in a pileup on a Minneapolis freeway. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of cars. So, Sorry, I missed the year. What year was that? 76. 1976. Okay. Bicentennial. So uh, two, uh, two weather uh, uh, events of note okay. on this date in Minnesota Speaking history. Speaking of that, did you guys read the, the Strib article about the, uh, the rise in crashes in, for the year 2021? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep in mind that... Half of, of us weren't even working at the beginning of the year. I mean, there was no traffic a year ago That's at true. this time. You know how desperate the uh, climate change people are to get you to believe the, the BS? Desperate. I read a piece today, and it was so preposterous I didn't, I didn't make it part of my material. Uh, we've managed to find some researchers who think that during the principal year of COVID, which would have been 2020, there was less lightning. Uh, and they they contend. Hold on. They contend. Uh, we don't know. Well, they that. contend that's that there was fantastic. less lightning because we were putting fewer aerosols into the air. <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, anyway, it was all BS. Oh. Were people buying that? I don't. Of course, think. they were. Matthew. Hope not, Matthew. Dang it. Well, all right. Thank you, GL. There's a lot of rules to follow, isn't there? There really yeah. is. Yeah. There are a lot of rules to follow. 
Speaking of rules to follow. The older you get, the more rules they want to make you follow. Speaking of rules, it's a general rule of thumb to check out PodMN on your smartphone. So you can select a podcast that uh, pairs up with your desires, your wants, your quest for information and entertainment. That's PodMN on your smartphone. Then flip over to YouTube, the Garage Logic YouTube page. All you have to do is subscribe. It's free, and you're going to get entertained by many different Garage Logic characters, bits, events, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to do what I do. Just keep on living. L I V I N. Who's he quoting? You know what? Orderson. Days and confused, dum dum. He's doing this. No matter how many of those garage no, magicians no. listen, I just keep saying the same age. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What? Huh? Isn't it? High school. Something girl. about high school freshmen. Yeah, girls. even Royce knows that one. Yes, sir. I am coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I am 